Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jenny with Magnitude Strength and Power out of Massachusetts. Jenny, what is going on today? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling? Happy Thursday. It feels a little bit like a Monday to me since we're coming off of a holiday. And I had a couple of rare vacation days, so... I'm fresh, yep. fresh and ready. There you go. Agreed, agreed. It does feel like a Monday, but it's a little bit better. It's what, Friday Junior. So <laughs> let's just jump into this stuff here, Jenny. <laughs> I love um, that perspective. I'm using that. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's dive into it. You know, we're excited to have you on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, you know what? Let me give you an opportunity to give us a little, a little description on your business, right? How would you, you know, if I came in and I'm like, hey, you know, give me a little rundown of what you guys do here. How would you explain that to someone who comes in your gym? Yes. Magnitude Strength and Power is a strength training gym. Uh, We are focused on getting our clients moving well and feeling good so that they can perform better in their sport or in their life. So we train adults and we also train youth athletes, college, high school, and middle school athletes. We also have a U12 program, fourth and fifth graders. Um, We train in a small group format, so eight or less. And our focus is really on trying to give that personal attention, both in the gym and out of the gym, you know, emailing with them, checking in on our clients, like you would with personal training, but you still get the motivation of having the group with you. Awesome. Awesome. And so, so Jenny, how many, how many members are you serving currently? So currently we have um, just around a hundred adults. We're a big vacation area here. So a lot of our adults um, are fleeing to Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard and the Cape, um, but I'll stick with 100 for right now. And then um, our kids program kind of ebbs and flows throughout the year. We are in our busiest time for athletes right now. So we have 166 enrolled in sports performance. And then we actually have a speed school offsite that um, you and I hadn't talked about before this, but we run a speed school at a local field. Um, we have about 65, 70 athletes enrolled in that for the summer. Nice. Nice. Wow. So a lot of moving parts, a lot of versatility. That's awesome. And so, you know, for you, Jenny, um, you know, being in business a little under a year now, what's been your best methods of getting people through the door, right? Well, your best practices to get members, new members, new eyes, what works well for you? Yeah. So it's funny. So my business partner, Allie, um, and I were both already trainers in the community prior to this. Allie has a few years on me. And in in experience, I'll leave it there. (laughs) So she doesn't get mad at me for age. Um, But (laughs) so we were both, this technically is our first facility, but it feels a little bit in a way like our second. Um, Her and I were both personal trainers, actually out of our own garages, our own separate garages. For a couple of years, I started my training business in 2019. And she was um, right around then as well. So we did a lot in the community when COVID hit her and I got together and we started doing charity zoom workouts. We had about 50 people on every single one of those that we did for a couple months. Wow. We raised $10,000 $10, for local charities. Um, so we were really involved in the community. Allie has kids that play sports in the community. She's been a coach for years at local, at a local school. So a lot of that community involvement really helped us just get that word of mouth and get, you know, clients initially. And then from there, you know, they tell a friend who tells a friend. And then 
kind of a tangible piece of advice for how we got clients swag I'm wearing right now and you can see it JJ a magnitude sweatshirt we the first thing we did before we opened our doors probably three months before we opened our doors we printed 200 sweatshirts sold them to like friends and family everyone started the kids started wearing them in school and the kids are going hey what's that sweatshirt the the principal stopped my business partner's son and said what is the sweatshirt I see everywhere he said it's magnitude it's a new gym we're opening in November so that was wow probably the best investment we made before opening magnitude swag yeah a hundred percent yeah and then those are you know that's one of that's one of those unorthodox methods that I, I don't hear on here typically I'll be honest like I mean that's very, I mean, a merchandise, obviously, you know, is, is a piece of, 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 we call it ascension, right? A piece of where you can give more to your clients to spend more with you. But to the fact that you did that in a pre-sale is awesome. And, and to be able to get eyes on you and do that, like that free billboard marketing, I say, right. It's like when you have, you know, um, uh, like a wrap on your car with like the, the logo and you drive around, like that stuff, ironically, people think, it's like, oh man, is that really going to work? But people do take down numbers, you know what I mean? And they, they do have eyes on it. And I guess it's thanks to your graphic design person. Unless you designed it yourself, then thanks to yourself. But um, yeah, no, no, we had awesome. a local, we had a local yeah, artist design awesome. our that's awesome. our logo, and yeah, it's been it's been great, and that's that's so true. We have every single client that enrolls, we give them a T-shirt as like part of their enrollment. You know, wear it everywhere, yeah. um, sort yeah. of stuff. We give them like stickers put to put on their water bottles. So yeah, the more they can see, you know, the more other people get to see your brand, the more it's going to be top of mind when you're yeah. ready to make a, a gym decision. Yeah, of course. And so kind of curious here, because I know you mentioned um, you started your training business back in 2019 prior to COVID. So um, obviously, I think with uh, a big innovation that I think came with the industry is is the online space and digital marketing, which is always a lot of questions that we have from a lot of our viewers are typically in regards to like, well, how do you get an online presence? So, you know, obviously, I mean, you didn't mention if that's a, a big asset for you in marketing and whether it is or isn't, but how much or how much of a significance is that digital marketing for you guys? That's a good question. I think it helps supplement the brand. So I have a unique perspective. I was in public relations for seven years right out of college until I until I said, I can't do this anymore. And then I became a personal <laughs> trainer and said, I think we've all, like anyone who's changed careers has had that moment, like that sinking, like, oh no, I can't yeah. do this for the rest of my life. So I had that moment, but- it's invaluable what I took with me from that PR and marketing background. So I, I think, so, so what I was about to say is that social media and digital marketing, whether it's like email marketing or whatever, is always going to supplement your brand, but you have to like be that brand in person first. And I yeah. feel like sometimes with like the online training space, it's like people create the persona and then hope to become that, but you have to be that and then your yes. online persona needs to just reflect exactly what people are going to see and get when they are in your brick and mortar. Yeah, it's authenticity, right? Because I think realistically, um, word of mouth is a very prominent, you know, version of marketing, right? It's just thanks to your fulfillment, right? If you're good at delivery, you're going to get people to refer because they want to raise your status with other people. Also, because they want to be like, hey, man, like Jenny is literally the best at what she does. So you got to go to her and obviously like to help other people as well. So, um, of course, that's, I, I think that's a, a main component, but obviously I think, yeah, I, I agree with you as well, right? You have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Um, and I think that's, that's a big thing there when you do that digital marketing stuff. And so, um, now for you and being at, at this number of clients, right? I mean, talk to me about metrics. How do you, 
how do you manage that? Like, like, like tracking lifetime value, you know, tracking churn rate, you know, how long someone's been a member for if they're canceling, like what's the best practice there? Yeah. So we're fairly new at this point. We opened our doors in November uh, of 2021. It's only July right now. So we're just about eight months in by my count, if that's correct. <laughs> um, so I think I'm like the honest answer is I'm still learning what metrics are going to be helpful for me to track. Um, I think we have, we're almost like, we're almost kind of like two businesses because we have that athlete business, which is very seasonal. We actually run it as a punch card. So the kids are re-upping. We, we time it out in line with the sports season. So we had, you know, a fall one that starts like right when like fall preseason would start and we'll run through, you know, whatever November, then we do a winter season, a spring season in the summer. So the kids are all on a punch card. They have, you know, their three months or their 12 weeks to get in however many sessions, and then they can decide to continue on, or maybe they start lacrosse, or maybe they're, you know, busy with basketball. So they might leave for a season and come back. Whereas our adults are on a recurring, like adults, like we just live the same life every day for years. So adults are on a recurring, we have no seasons anymore. So adults (laughs) are on this kind of recurring um, billing with us. So yeah, so I, I think in terms of metrics, like we've been lucky enough that pretty much from the moment we opened with sports performance, it's really just honestly a a matter of capacity. How many coaches do we have and how many people can we fit in the gym? We're 3000 square feet. We have to be pretty tactful with our use, pretty creative with our use of the space um, in that way. So that's, that's the ceiling we've been up against more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is something to definitely take into consideration. And I think um, I like that method of, of being able to give the flexibility to the teenagers and and I giving the, the the adults the the real membership, if you will. <laughs> um, I think that's smart. I think that's really smart, actually. A good incentive there. And so here's going to be a little bit of a longer-winded question, Jenny, but a good question in itself. You know, um, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, right? And we've discussed most of them throughout this podcast already, but um, it's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door your client acquisition, which is sales. So converting someone from being interested to actually, you know, being a paying and, and true customer um, and their retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I think that so I think it's interesting. We have, so, so far, again, we've only been open for eight months and we have had really good client retention. Like just speaking on the adult side, um, you know, our, our cancellations have been fairly low in comparison with what I, you know, was expecting when I looked, you know, when I Googled online, like how many, how many clients should I be expecting to quit for a month? We're, you know, we're ahead of the curve there, but I do think that like, because we're just starting out, we're a little bare bones with our offerings like our membership is just a very pared down like there's only a couple of options and I do think we're leaving a little bit on the table from clients that maybe would do more with us like we don't have a nutrition component yet um you know we really only offer like two or three times a week I think people would come for like could we do like a different style of class that's more based on recovery or more based on conditioning um so I think in terms of like beefing up our our services while staying true to who we are we have a very specific vision of the type of training people should be doing but I do think there's wiggle room in there and that would serve us in terms of client retention and getting the most out of every client yeah 
Agreed. And I think that, that I appreciate the honesty and transparency on that. I think, um, you know, when you can add those components, because some folks, you know, think that adding those components might be the thought of like, oh, I'm hitting them over their head with more expenses, but you're getting them closer and closer to their goals. So you should be that one-stop shop for them so they don't have to go anywhere else. Because if you don't provide supplements, they're going to go somewhere else to get supplements. If you don't provide meal plans, they're going to go somewhere else to get meal plans. Like if you're that one-stop shop, they'll rely more on you and and become that lifetime client that you do want. So I appreciate yeah. the answer there. I appreciate you being honest and transparent. Yeah, and you have to believe yeah. in it too. Like I don't... Um... I was listening oh, to one of, of the podcasts from you guys earlier and there was a girl saying like um, a woman saying, you know, I'm not a supplement person, so I don't sell them. I would agree with that. I'm not a supplement person, so I'm not going to sell them. But yeah, if you, if you believe in the offer offering, then offer it. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, last two questions for you here, Jamie, my two favorite questions, um, you know, what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? That's an interesting question. I think before I opened, before Allie and I opened Magnitude, I put a post-it note on the side of my bed that literally said, why am I doing this? Because when I would lay in bed at night and panic to myself saying, why am I, why am I about to do this? Like I have a nice calm life as a personal trainer out of my house without any overhead, but I just have to, I have to do this thing. Right. And I, so I had like bullet points about why I was doing it. I think when Allie and I started this, we felt like we felt like we had to, there wasn't a space that was doing this type of strength training. It's more of a functional strength training where, um, we use the MBSC method. So Mike Boyle strength and conditioning is kind of a, a prolific, like athlete strength and conditioning coach here on the East coast. Um, so we use his, his method of programming. And I think we felt like this is a need in our area. So I think the overarching vision is to just deliver what we believe gets athletes and adults healthy, better at their sport, better at life. So that's the, that's the goal. I love that. That was a mic drop of an answer, but unfortunately that's not the last question. I have one more for you. <laughs> Maybe I, I have one more mic drop right in now. me. <laughs> so yeah, but it's a tough question. It's a tough one. We had, I kid you not, we had a guy a month ago who literally walked out for 10 minutes. He's like, are you giving me some time to think about this? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> 10 minutes, he comes back. We have like five minutes off from the show. I was like, hey man, we got to kind of close this out. He's like, I'm ready. And like, I'm, I was like, okay, let's do it. So um, sometimes you just got to pick one answer and just go with it. Yeah. I, mean, look, it's I might have a different, I might have a different right? vision if you ask me tomorrow. Yeah. I know, which is true. It's just true. It's all about where your brain is now. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's a little philosophical question, but, uh, and it's, I usually say when it's Friday, philosophical Friday. So it's not Friday, unfortunately, but let's do it. Um, you know, so Denny, if you could go back in time, right, which not too long ago to when you first started the gym, but if you can go back in time to when you first started and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Trust why you're doing this. I think that Allie and I had, like I said, a very clear vision of what we were doing. And I think we had a clear idea of how many people would come with us from the get-go. And I think sometimes we acted as if we didn't. And I think in hindsight, I would say, this isn't really your first facility. This is really your second facility. We already outgrew our first one. We were in our garages. We hit our ceiling literally and figuratively much faster than we thought we would. 
literally there's holes in my ceiling and you know so this so this was a progression from that and i think i would just give myself the advice of like there's a reason you're doing this i never rush into anything i don't like to take risks and in this this type of thinking brought me here so just keep going i love that I love that. That's, that's, that's the mic drop of an answer. Yeah, a little more philosophical <laughs> I, I, had, there, so. I had one more. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Look, that's awesome. Like uh, it's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. Uh, but before we sign out, Jenny, you know, please shout out your Instagram and Facebook website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? And Allie. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You'll you'll find information about both of us. So our website, it's all just written out. It's magnitude, strength, and power.com and our Instagram, which I am the poster on uh is just at magnitude go. strength and power so um it's kind of long that'd be another thing in hindsight i might shorten out my url if i had a second chance <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it there we go so it's a good piece of advice there for some yeah <laughs> uh, like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road just stick around for one second if you can just so i can let you know how you're gonna get the podcast and stuff uh, awesome um, thanks and to everyone who tuned in today yeah i'm sorry no no worries no worries didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, but to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Chris Smith of Foundry 13, coming to you from Detroit, Michigan. Chris, what's going on? How are you today? I'm fantastic. Excited to do this with you. How are you? I am doing tremendously. I appreciate you asking, and I'm excited to do this with you as well. Chris, obviously, Foundry 13 is, is the, the meat and potatoes of why we're here. We'll get into the business. We'll get into the nitty gritty of, of strategy and tactics and all that you do from a day-to-day -day standpoint. But before we do that, give us a little bit of context here for the people who aren't familiar with you or your brand. What is Foundry 13? How do you describe this? Yeah. So Foundry is a functional fitness facility and I think when I say that people always kind of look at me funny, like they don't really understand what that is. What it means is I can't really put into one box what we do. Um, we're not, you know, you can't just say that we are CrossFit. You can't just say that we are bodybuilding style. We focus on aesthetics. Um, we focus on maybe a little bit more of an athletic side of things, but for general population, um, we're not, we don't over specialize in anything. We're not, we're kind of spinning a lot of plates at once. So we're not necessarily looking to be the best at anything that we do. We focus primarily on strength and conditioning and really just getting people to have more of a, a, a broader scope of what wellness looks like for their lifestyle. Cause we work with a lot of busy people. I don't know many people uh, in our industry who get the opportunity to work with full-time athletes. 
So um, I'm hoping to provide some insight there for you too. Yeah. And so a little bit of everything, if I'm understanding properly, we're not hardcore one camp or this modality is better than XYZ modality. We sort of pull from a number of different philosophies when it comes to better health and fitness. Take us back to when the idea popped in your head, I'm going to open up my own facility, not necessarily the day the doors opened. When did the thought come? I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to open up my own gym. Uh, so those are almost two different questions for me. Being my own boss, it's, it's not necessarily something that I always wanted, but I, I grew up in a lot of sports. I played collegiate sports. I'm still playing some competitive rugby, even early thirties here. Um, but I've always been a leader. If there's a group, I'm probably the one that's going to start the dialogue. If there is, uh, if there's a captain, I'm generally the captain. I'm usually the speaker for people. So I've kind of always liked that role. I've kind of always liked that pressure. I like bringing groups of people together. I like encouraging other people to work together. Um, so being my own boss, isn't something that I necessarily thought I was good enough for if I'm being honest, but so that's been, that's been the, the biggest learning curve that I've experienced. But um, to get to where I'm at, to wanting to open a gym, it was more or less, okay, I'm in this corporate setting at a Lifetime Fitness here in Michigan, and I want to do so much more, but I'm really limited by a lot of the, either the environment or certain protocols or really just like, okay, you've got this political general membership. Yeah, political red tape. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to do more and I felt like my box was too small and I wanted a bigger box. So enter Foundry in, in 2018. Yeah, 2018 is is when we officially got this open and launched. Within that time, what's been your favorite part about being your own business owner and what's been the most challenging part about being in a business owner? Ooh, my favorite part is I think I've got that that basic human nature of I'm almost going to scrape by until I don't have to. So I'm somebody who's always wanted to learn. And if you don't kind of push me outside of my comfort zone, I'm not going to take those steps. So being a business owner, I mean, you are challenged all day, every day. You have to learn how to manage people. You have to learn how to manage your emotions and separate personal from business. You have to learn the industry. You have to learn your market. And I absolutely love those challenges. And I don't, I don't like when things get super consistent. Um, so I'm always looking to kind of push things a little bit further. And for me, being naturally competitive and, and super high energy, that's been the best thing for me, um, mm. apart from the relationships that I've formed, because that, that kind yeah. of goes without saying. Sure. Uh, the most challenging, it's, okay, the obvious is COVID, because I was 15 months into <laughs> yeah, everybody's owning the gym, that. Everybody's right? And of course, that went on a lot longer than I think many of us anticipated. But um, I can I can tell you later, COVID was, was one of the best things that happened for me as a business owner. Um, but other than that, it's just managing people. I think so many athletes, former athletes, you know, coaches, trainers, they want to open a gym because they maybe see the dollar signs or they see some of what I said, like not, not as much freedom to do the stuff that you want to do. And they don't necessarily anticipate a lot of the challenges that come with like, who knew that I had to pay property tax on the stuff that I already paid for with your taxed money and you're taxing me on it, you know, like little things like that. So yeah. um, I, I, I think the biggest thing has been managing people. And if you want to grow and you want to stop training 50, 60 hours a week, 
you have to learn systems, you have to learn processes, and you have to learn how to implement those with a variety of different personnel. So that's got to be the biggest challenge sure. so far. Interesting. Okay. And so obviously, Chris, I mean, you've been able to withstand the pandemic. You, you mentioned that being a challenge and it was a challenge for everybody market to market all around the world. It, it impacted anybody in our industry and beyond in some capacity, at least. How do your membership numbers now compare to early or late 2019 or early 2020? Um, well, we can have a bonfire this weekend for the, the rule book that I tore up when this pandemic started, but, yeah. uh, we're growing massively. So at the time being so new, I, I just introduced small group classes. It was primarily personal training, private training, and some of my old boot campers wanted to get the band back together. And we had just introduced them. We hadn't even really been like a year into it and just figuring out flow and class times and really the best format for you know, clients that had, did I lose you, Joe, or no? No, you're here. Continue. Go oh, ahead. cool. Um, you know, most of my clients were doing two, three days a week. And now all of a sudden, five, six days a week is happening. You got to figure out the right intensity for both of those groups of people. But, um, you know, we were really just getting out of kind of learning those bumps and bruises, I guess, when the pandemic hit. So mm -hmm. I really buckled down during the pandemic. I really invested back in myself. I had given so much anybody listening has, has opened a gym and they know what it's like to work at your current job for 11 hours, go home to your kids and then start putting assault bikes together in your garage at <laughs> just to get up at 4am. Right. So I kind of had just come out of that fog, um, when the pandemic happened. So during the pandemic, it's like, okay, education, I'm going to learn about people. I'm going to learn about leadership styles. I'm going to learn about nutrition. And I reinvested all of that back into myself and my education because there was, I'm not going to say there was nothing else to do, but there was kind of, I'm, I'm high strong. I'm 14, 15 hours a day. And now it's like, I have like two zoom clients a day. So, um, numbers now we got a lot of the people that didn't want to go back to big box gyms. A lot of people who didn't want to go back to a 30 person orange theory class that had right. seen our facility. And it looked like CrossFit. And of course, you know, a couple of years ago, whatever you think about CrossFit, there was a bad name of, around CrossFit. So if you just assume and you look at it and you only see what you want to see, which is myself, my coaches, maybe some of our stronger members throwing down, you're intimidated. Well, it kind of forced a lot of those people to come check us out because I don't, I don't know about New York, but in Michigan, the smaller fitness boutiques were able to open a couple months before most of like your big box gyms. So I got like a two month heads up on getting people back in, which was a lot of trial and error of timing and how many people and cleaning protocols and all sure. the other stuff that comes with that, just safety in general. So I got a little bit of a head start. And then, I mean, from there, it's just word of mouth and everybody comes in. And I'm hitting this brand new demographic that I've never worked with. And they're all bringing two, three friends in. So then it's like, well, shit, now I got to figure yeah. out how to hire more people and keep everybody happy. And, and you're still kind of dealing with some of the financial losses but you're ready to go, which, which always requires an investment. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So just by sort of nature of circumstances, we were able to, to rebound in some way. Now where you are, given the facility that you have, given the resources that you have available to you, are you guys at capacity or are we still kind of gas pedal down trying to grow this thing? Well, this is the cat's kind of getting out of the bag, but we're, we're knocking on the door of a huge expansion. So 
I opened just like a 2,300 square foot. It was just meant to be very intimate, small facility. Uh, and we've grown massively. I've got four other coaches now, myself, three or full time. And there's not a time in the gym where we're not tripping over each other. So I've, I've let us trip over each other for about six months. And then we finally just locked down a deal uh, where we're moving into just over 6,000 square feet and we're going to be able to offer a lot more. So we're okay. well over capacity and it's, it's really, I know you're picturing it, but That's a fun it's conversation super, to have Chris. I, I think oh, you have no idea. It's, it, it certainly allows for bigger capacity, new equipment, new toys, all of the like you mentioned that filling out this one was sort of word of mouth driven, but now that you have, probably two and a half times the size where you're at currently. What new marketing strategies do you anticipate leaning into? How are we going to fill out 6,000 now? You with me? Ah, there we go. Got it. I'm so Good. sorry. I lost you for a second. All right. Little internet choppy happens in 2022, Chris. So I was asking, I mean, with now two and a half times the size of the facility that you're in, what new marketing strategies are you going to look towards? Word of mouth got us here, but how are we going to fill out 6,000 square feet moving forward? Yeah, no, I've, I've worn a ton of hats the last few years and one of them has been social media. So I finally got a recommendation from, I've got a buddy here who owns a nutrition shop and he set me up with some marketing people that I'm looking to meet with next week. And they're going to kind of help with, can you hear me? Okay. You're good. Okay, cool. Um, I thought you're doing that cool thing where you can go five minutes without <laughs> blinking again. <laughs> not blinking status. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking to take a hat off and, and put it on somebody else by just making that investment and trying an actual marketing firm. They can help with social media. They can help with just where do I go? Who do I talk to? I know my market and I know how to talk to them. I don't know how to follow through with that. And I, that's, it's just not two hours a day that I would like to spend my time doing. So that's one of the big things. And then where I'm at right now is probably six, seven miles from where I was at before. And where okay. I was at before was kind of the center of everybody's universe. So I was actually a little concerned being where I'm at now that people might not come. Mm -hmm. I paid cash out of pocket to put showers in just like to maybe lure some of those people in like, Hey, you can shower here and then go back to Bloomfield or whatever. Um, so definitely marketing people, but then, getting back into that space, I think will help too. So I'm going to do like some mail campaigns and I'm going to start doing some of those like little peekaboos on Instagram and all the other stuff. Cause we use, our industry is so visual. If you're not on Facebook, if you're not oh, on course. Instagram, if you're not doing those things, if people aren't seeing you and your energy and what, what the facility looks like and who the people look like, they're, they're probably not going to try it out. Right. So yeah, they're going to go somewhere else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I will do almost anything to get somebody in the door. Cause I know once they're in the door, I'm like, I'm keeping them. Got it. Okay. So yeah. walk us through what a, what a typical sales process looks like. Cause it sounds like we're getting leads from a number of different sources, right? You mentioned the social media piece, both organic and probably soon some paid marketing into with that mm -hmm. agency that you're talking about. We've got word of mouth strategies. We've got now a different location. So likely it's just some drive-by traffic, if you will. When somebody reaches out to you, Chris, hey, interested in joining, what is that process typically like from that moment until they sign up as a new member? Yeah, we're really hands-on, which is um, what they're like, what the energy is like. They start forming some of their relationships. Um, like they're, they're going to sign up no matter what, but until that point, 
when they reach out, it's generally a free trial or it's a word of mouth. Like somebody's, somebody's got a, a, we do a lot of one-on-one. So it's either somebody's friend or it's this free trial. So usually like we get emails automatically when it gets booked. So whoever the coach is on the hour, we have, we've, we've got like a shared document behind the scenes of just some general prompts, like what, what we like to say. So the coach will reach out initially. We try to do a phone call first. If we can't get a hold of them, we'll do a text. It's what to expect because everybody wants to know what to expect. So we've got our little script there. It kind of breaks down that barrier and it gives them like a resource where we always say, Hey, we're going to be the first person. I'm going to meet you at the front door. I'll walk you around. You got to limit the intimidation factor, I think, because even as I've been doing this my whole life, and even as a business owner, a gym owner, when I travel and I go into a new gym, it's terrifying. So imagine what yeah, Gen Pop thinks. Yeah. Walking, yeah, right. So somebody walks in, they see my rigs, and we've got bumper plates, so everybody thinks they're heavier than they are, and they're super intimidated. So it's really a matter of breaking down any intimidation or any fear that they have before they come in by giving them some expectations and giving them somebody to kind of like look for, like the one coach. Then when they get there, our classes are small. They're generally like up to eight people. So it's fairly intimate. And we don't we don't get more than like one or two new people a week. So it's really easy to kind of have the class um, not run itself by any means. Cause we're, like yeah. I said, we're really hands-on but my coaches get to spend a little bit more time with that new person. And then it's the follow-up from there. It's, we love to ask them when they're coming back in. And it's, we've got a free tips and tricks that we always offer with just some of it's like a three page document. Here's how we suggest you guys get started. And it's, it's, it's a free resource. We try to offer as much free stuff as we can, but even those people, depending on where they're at, like we offer a free consult for everybody where we get a chance to sit down with them one-on-one like this and say, listen, where, where have you been? Where are you going? What are your limitations? What, where does foundry fit into that? What can I help you with? So we try to get everybody in for a consult, whether they're doing training or not, or whether they're doing one-on-one training or group training, so we can help customize the process. And like a lot of it is nutrition and lifestyle, which we have a couple of coaches who kind of specialize in that. And it's like, okay, if we know right away that that's going to be a bigger factor, listen, if you only have a couple hours this week, I'd rather you dedicate it to this. We'll work on the gym stuff later. Here's here's a, a body weight program that I made during quarantine that you can have, and I can help you with some of that, but let's knock this big stuff out of the way first. Sure. And so one thing that you said along the way that I wanted to pick your brain about class size being around eight people, which to me suggests that pricing is probably more in line with semi-private benchmarks than true boot camp CrossFit esque pricing. How does your pricing compare to local market and then how does your pricing compare to sort of national averages uh local market i told you we're kind of in a higher end area like we we cater to people who are business owners who've been doing it i'm not gonna lie like maybe a little bit of family money but entrepreneurs really smart business people um so for market i would say we're just under where we should be we were just about to increase okay so we do have room to bump that up then definitely and and that's that's not the name of my game like i'm I'm not going to say I break even on the classes for sure, but I, I hire veteran coaches and I pay them veteran pay. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, you look at the end of the week and, and I'm still making majority of, of my money. My coaches are making majority of their money off of the private training because uh-huh. COVID. Yeah. So COVID kind of put it like we were getting ready to increase our rates when COVID happened. And the last thing I wanted to do was give people another excuse to not get back into the gym. Right, right, so right. I haven't really touched them 
yes, there's probably a price increase coming very but soon. But we're getting but, there with everything else getting more expensive, I'm sure. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Definitely. And so for you, Chris, I mean, obviously our conversation so far has just been sort of how do we get new people? How do we get them in? How do we keep them in? You already sort of alluded to the the new move coming in the near future, but big picture this with me for a moment. Where do you see Foundry in two years, three years, five years, 10 years? What's the What's the sort of longer term play here? Yeah, I can already tell you because I can read the future. We are going to have a handful more coaches and really the, the goal is to improve industry standards. Okay. It's, it's to get people to move better, to think better, to continue to push their needle further. So what I would like to do right now is first of all, I'd like to diversify our offerings right now. We pretty much have one strength and conditioning class that we run all day. And, and obviously there's like a four, eight, 16 week cycle that we go through but I want to offer something that's, that's quote unquote, less intimidating, something that doesn't have any barbells. Mm. Um, because I mean, I would argue probably 25% of people who don't want to touch barbells, they come in and they experience it. Like, well, I kind of want to do that. Right. Um, but then, you know, I, I, I really like capacity work. So the goal is to offer a few different types of classes and then to uh, expand on, I've got a coach who does, this phenomenal orthopedic assessment that she was certified through DBC in, in Miami, which is, if you've never heard of DBC in Miami, place is absolutely phenomenal and is going to be like leading the industry if it doesn't already in terms of like biomechanics and like self R and D. So she's, she's kind of taken over that realm and youth. And then my goal is to get her to continue to grow and build her brand under the foundry brand, which I think for her is, is nutrition and lifestyle coaching and athletics and, and with athletics, I think come corrective. So I would like to have her do something like that or a coach do something like that. I want to have somebody that's essentially personnel and is going to continue to grow and develop coaches. Like that's probably my next big move is coaching other coaches, right? Um, so for Foundry, it's, it's class diversification. It is, we would like to, to remain and to continue to be the elite the most like premier one-on-one -on -one studio that the area offers. And I think the, the best part is just the culture. I think when you walk into a, a gym that's got white walls and the music is super low and everybody's walking around with headphones, I don't think that's the future for gyms. I think when you walk into my gym and my dog brings a toy up to you and you know, the like- The mascot. Yeah, Elaine is DJing something from the nineties that you haven't heard in 10 years. And you're like, I don't know why, but it's feeling Friday in here and I'm ready to throw down. Yeah. So I just want to bring the vibes, honestly. Yeah. And, and so it'll be interesting to see how that manifests in this new location and, and what the future holds. Chris, that is a fantastic way for us to start to wrap up our conversation. But before we sign out of here, where can people learn more about this? What's the best website? What's the best social media? We lost you on the sound again. Ah, there it is. Okay. Before we wrap up what? I'm sorry. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people find you? All right, so Instagram is going to be Foundry13, spelled out, F-O-U-N-D-R-Y, the number 13, spelled out. Uh, website is Foundry, the number 13, Detroit.com. Um, and that's pretty much it. We do a little bit on Facebook, but it's mostly Instagram because I like videos. Instagram it is. Connect with Chris and the Foundry team on those platforms. Chris, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your willingness to share where Foundry is at and, and sort of an insider sneak peek into what you do from a business sense. 
I'm excited for you. And, and it sounds like you still have a fire underneath you and, and plenty of untapped potential. So Definitely. we'll be watching from the sidelines and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, Joe. It's been great. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone who tuned in as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Miel from Forever Fitness out of Sacramento, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very, very happy and excited for being here. I'm very excited to have you here and to learn more about what you do over at Forever Fitness. But before we dive in there, tell me what it was that made you decide to go into the business of being a fitness business owner. The bigger reason that I decide is because in the pandemic, everything got closed. And of course, my the gym that I was working got closed. So I have, I start training my clients on the park and it was kind of hard because being there for more than three hours is, is hard. So I decided to open a business. That's basically the main reason to get in this team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that you're kind of passionate about. And so now you've built a brand, you've built Forever Fitness. For our listeners, kind of give us your elevator pitch of who you are at Forever Fitness and what kind of services you provide for your clients. Um, I'm basically do everything right now. So I'm basically the trainer. I do like a group classes. And um, I also do a lot of side things to healing the people. It's not, this facility is not only for basically uh work with the with the body we also work with a lot of things like um mind and spirit and a lot of things not only the physical aspect of uh the person yeah so we're helping people kind of have full holistic transformations here helping them with everything all around and that's very needed like health and wellness isn't just fitness and working out it's more than that um, so when we look at the, the 
services that you provide. Talk to us about, you know, is it open gym? Is it classes? Is it one-on-one, small group? What kind of options do you have available? All of them. <laughs> we have group classes. We have one-on-one. We have, um, depending on the person needs, we basically, I we try to help the person not only in a, like a first level, we try to go with the person and try to find what is exactly the needs. So for example, if we got a client that they very private and you know, with this pandemic, a lot of people are no sociable anymore and they're scared to be around more people, right? So we got us like, we got a personal training, like one in one. So we got another person that are crazy for connection, right? So we got group classes for that person. And we also do a lot of things like um, emotional, like we supporting with a coaching, like when the client is like sad or depressed, we help them to get out of that stage because it's no matter what is going on in your life, your life is worthy. Yeah. Whatever whatever the issue you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of why I love this, this idea here. Like I said, it's more holistic. You guys are providing accountability, coaching and motivation for people that are struggling to get into the gym. They're struggling in their life. People need that extra um, push. It's not just working out. Um, And so um, when you look at your current facility, how many clients are you currently servicing? At this moment, we have more than like we have just the facility have more than 40 people but the people that work on the site we don't know i don't have the specific data but we have a lot of people like that any anybody not only me or not only you but anybody in this work need help right but we too scared we do not trust each other right so anybody that i know we got a traumas, we got a issues, everything, right? So, but it's hard to open your heart and say, hey, I got this because this has happened to me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So in this facility, we basically try to find the person and see, okay, you are doing exercise because you want to or because you're using that as a copay mechanism to cover something else worse, like, eating disorders or anything that, you know, like maybe you working out so much because you try to stop drinking alcohol or something negative, right? Yeah. So you're really able to work with anybody, no matter if it's somebody that's kind of, you know, struggling with something like that or somebody that has kind of a specific goal that they're looking to achieve for themselves. You're able to work with anyone and that's what makes this so exciting because there's really untapped potential here for growth um so you said right now you have 40 members is that accurate yes we have 40 members and we are still having uh the facility is 3,000 square feet so it's not that big right but uh we got the pass like easy we can got like 200 we're not uh having an issue so i'm just started right i've been the owner for five months and i don't know how to quit right so i know that i'm gonna bring the people that i need but i don't want to bring the people that i need i want to bring the people that needs me 
Yeah. And I think that's what's really interesting here is a lot of times the people that need us the most are the people that aren't necessarily looking for us. They're not Googling gym near me in Sacramento. They're, they just stumble across us and then they find, oh, well, you know, this sounds really healing. This sounds like something that will help me get to a point where I'm feeling happy and comfortable. And that's the best feeling for us when we're really able to help transform somebody's life like that. Um, so in terms of how are you guys reaching more people? What are you doing to bring in new clients, new members? Right now, what I'm doing is like Google. I'm putting myself in Google and I also um, sending postcards to the neighbor. I try to put a, a like, a, I, I want to put myself there because nobody knows that this is a gym. And the more is that they don't know what we offer because we got the service for every single person, not only for one type of person, right? We also have a kid classes. So it's like we got something for anybody, anybody, you know? So we try to... I try to get that because it's very intimidated. I never, but I, I am Latina and I come from Mexico and be in a country when you come, I got, when I come to this, to, to US, I was 16, almost 17 years old, right? So I was very secure. I didn't speak the language, right? So that I can totally relate it with the people that are overweight and come to the gym like that is like very intimidated. Yeah. It's very like, you feel like a worthiness in yourself because it's like, oh my God, I'm not from here. I'm the adopted. <laughs> yeah. I totally relate it with those people. I totally relate it with the people that are, even I'm not, I'm like, if you see me, I'm like, oh, she doesn't have problems. She got everything. But no, I struggle like every single person. Like I sacrifice things for get another thing instead. And I'm trying to show that, hey, you're not alone. Maybe I don't have that specific problem, but I know how it feels to be rejected. I know how to feel, feel insecure. I know how it feels like, hey, you body, because some, like my accent before it was bothering me so much. Mm -hmm. I got this ass and I was like, oh my God, I just not gonna talk. Yeah. And I think that it's really wonderful that you're able to use all of that as fuel to push you forward to help more people. Cause you said you don't give up, you keep going. And so this helped you. And so now you want to be able to help more people. Um, and so you're doing so through, you know, having some stuff on Google, which is great. And you're sending some mailers out to your community. Um, are you guys doing any sort of social media? Is that something that is a part of your business? Yes, we have Instagram, Facebook. Instagram, Forever Fitness, Sacramento. And um, Facebook, it's not, it's not complete yet, but um, I'm working on that. It's, it's, it's like, the thing is like, I don't have team. I try to build my own team, right? Because I just start this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things that I want to do, like more videos. I do videos. I do free marketing, like free things. Like I go to the 
for example, local uh, events, you know, Taco Tuesday or things that they got local. And I try to put my business in those areas too as well. But little by little, I, I'm learning to how to be a business owner with this gym. It's like crazy, right? It's like, it's like, like the moms, they got the baby, right? It's your first child. And oh gosh, I wish I know how to be a mom, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. making so many mistakes. It's like, oh, yeah. I should not do this because now the kid is sick or, oh my God, I forgot my kid in the bed and he's crying, right? Things like that. Things that you think, oh, I'm learning with this. This is my kid. This is my child. And I'm making so many mistakes, right? But I'm learning from those mistakes and I can fail. I can give up. I can, maybe I can fail, but when I'm in the ground, I know I'm gonna find a way to stand up and keep going. Yeah, um, I love that mentality. And it sounds like you're really a warrior and you're ready to push through and continue to build on this amazing you know, idea that you have for your business and yourself. Um, and so, I want to ask you, a lot of gym owners have utilized advertisements on Facebook or Instagram to reach people. And I know that you are just getting started on Facebook, but have you utilized like paid advertisements on Instagram to reach people in your community who might not necessarily be looking for you? Yes, sometimes I pay for like Instagram advertisement. Sometimes I do that. I'm checking what it works best. What I notice is like Facebook, Instagram works, but only works with the people that you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they share your stuff, but they only share it to some kind of limit. What I think the best, the best way, because I've been training for like 14 years, right? I've been training for so long the best way that I see myself that I get clients is like talk with people. Kada, you know, like connections is super intimidated. It's so hard to talk with people, right? And more right now because the, what happened, the, the separation that we create with the pandemic, it's crazy bad because we are, we need connection. We need socialize. We need, we need, anybody needs anybody. It's not true that, oh, I don't need that person. I don't even care. We need anybody. Mm-hmm. We need that person because that person is part of you. Maybe not part of your same gender or not maybe part of your same uh, goals, but that person is part of, of you in some way. And the good thing is like, we need to find what way it is. Not only you know, I don't care about you and close yeah. the door on that person. Like try to find, okay, what are you are in my life? Yeah. What I can get you and what you can, what can I receive from you and what I can share with you that may ask to grow up. So yeah. in my opinion, the best is talk with, pe- with people, like talk, go to the parts and even if it's intimidated, go and say hi. 
Yeah. I think that that I would agree with you there and say that that's a great form for a great way for us to find new clients is to get face to face out in our community and meet with people. But also like being that you're only one person right now, there's only 24 hours in a day for you to go out and make these connections. And if you're coaching classes and you're training clients and you're kind of trying to grow your business, it's not realistic to do that all the time. And when we do that, it's not guaranteeing that we're going to bring any leads from it. And so that's why I always tell people, I love those things supplemented with others. So when we're looking at ways to bring in new clients, the advertising side of things digitally is a way that I've seen a lot of gyms pull in those people that might be really struggling at home. Maybe the past few years have been really difficult on them and they feel like they can't leave their house but then they see what you have to offer at Forever Fitness, it intrigues them. And we're able to literally transform their life because we're providing them more than just a workout. We're providing them, you know, that full circle accountability, um, help mentally, emotionally, things like that. Um, but I kind of want to move on from this topic and ask you, Miel, what do you feel like if you look at your business right now, what's a challenge that you're facing within the business and what are you actively doing to kind of overcome that? The bigger issue, I think, for most, for most people right now, not only me, is that we can find people that want to work. I don't doing this all by myself because I want to. No, of course not. I doing this because I don't find nobody that wanna do it with me that got this vision like, oh my God, because right here I got a lot of opportunities for people, not only for, for clients, right? No, also it's right here is the best place to be a personal trainer because I don't charge you for being a personal trainer, mm-hmm. right? It's like, basically you are independent. You're gonna charge whatever you think is uh, fair for your client. And the gym doesn't keep any of that money, right? But it's hard to find trainers, the one that had the passion that I wanna help because I pass for this, this, this situation and I wanna help people to reach where I am right now, mm-hmm. right? Because almost all the trainers start with that reason like, I start because I didn't like my body. I got uh, eating disorders. I got a, uh, I very, um, like my body was something that bothers me a lot or mm-hmm. any reason, right? But most of the people is that. So, okay, now you become a personal trainer. That means in that process, you heal some of those or maybe all, right? Now you got that, how you gonna share how you gonna make someone else? And that is the hard thing to find someone that really want. Maybe you is you dream or I just send him to open this business for God or for a good reason, right? But I, it's hard to find someone that want to like yoga instructors uh, because a lot of people are scared to be in contact with another human. They still have that in the mind that, oh no, that is going to kill me. So it's hard mm-hmm. to bring people that want to work in the facility as well. That's the biggest issue in my place right now. 
Yeah. So I want to ask, like, what are some of the things that you have done to kind of find people to come work with you or for you? Name it and I did it. <laughs> I basically went to different genes and I asked, hey, how do you find uh how do you find your trainers? So and I get a lot of ideas from those people. So one I advertisement in Linton. I put a sign right there. I put a sign in my window. I like go, for example, if I see that you are, because right now I need a yoga instructor. So I see that you do yoga and I ask, I've been asking in a, like Instagram pages, hey, are you a yoga instructor or are you boxing? Because I also need a boxing coach. Mm -hmm. So are you a boxing uh, coach or yoga uh, practitioner or something? And um, they, oh yeah, and do you work? Do you, are you interested in work? Or do you, have you ever thought about uh, teach classes or like all those stuff? You know, I've been trying to like word of mouth. Like if I know someone that maybe do those things, I ask them, hey, do you, um, do you know someone that maybe is interested in teacher classes in my facility or like that? Like basically, I don't have any, any other suggestion because that's pretty much what I mm -hmm. did. And I am still looking. Yeah, it's a challenge right now. Like you said, I think that there's a lot of people that are also struggling with this. Um, you're definitely not alone there. Um, but I want to ask, you know, if I could kind of hand you a magic wand and, you know, you've reached all your goals for Forever Fitness you kind of painted this picture of what it would look like in the future for you. What would, what would that look like? Um, what is my ending goal? To be honest, I want to help people. It's, it's, that's my, I do hypnotherapy in this, uh, in this play. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So is basically I do parse work, I do shadow work, I do things like kind of those practice. I'm, I am very spiritual and I do a lot of practice, right? To try to heal people. I don't wanna heal only the body. Mm -hmm. I wanna heal the body, right? Because that's the reflection of your soul. But my goal is to really help people to expand and to not only help one person, but everybody that, because not everybody, like, not everybody can afford you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest, like, personal trainers and uh, healing work are only for the people that got money, right? That's the idea that we have. Because one session probably is kind of expensive. But I want to be able to, get the service to anybody not only for those specific uh people that they can pay i wanna create programs that if you are passing for something and you really can't afford this service you also have the service you know not only for i want a connection with the with the humans i wanna to be able to because when I come to this country, right, I got a, a, my, my childhood was really traumatic. And 
one person helped me and I was not able to pay that person, right? And he was like, okay, I'm not gonna do everything for you, but this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you these sessions, but you have to find a way to, uh, to get more sessions. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. That moment changed my life because somebody opened the door for me. Yeah. And so you're really looking at being able to do that for other people and to make that an opportunity for other people and continue to grow upon what you've built over the past five months since you've owned this business. And so when you look at the future, what do you feel like you really need to focus on right now to make all of that a possibility for you? It's like, you know why you need, but you don't know how, right? So I just practice one thing, just focusing what you want, the how are gonna come by themselves. It's like, if you ask me how I'm gonna do it, you create like, trust me, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how I wake up this morning and come here to work. Mm -hmm. But I know that something bigger is going to find a way to give me what I want because that's what I want. Yeah, I think that when we manifest the things in our life that we want, they will come true. And I think you have the right mindset to carry you there um, to this bigger picture kind of goal. Um, so finally want to kind of wrap things up here and ask you if you could shout out your Instagram page for us one more time so our listeners know where to go to find you online. Forever Fitness Sacramento. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today, Miel. And thank listeners, you. thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.